Howdy. Hello. All right. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? Oh, look at you being all posh. <laughs> well, you, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Well, you get mad at me all the time for saying how are you at the same time that you ask me if I'm all right. <laughs> so I figured I would just wait. Wait, the first time ever that you've actually responded to me and then I asked you or vice versa. Well, we haven't said it at the same time. Look at us go. Just seeing. So I'm at my fancy new desk right now. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen that one of my plugs for my work laptop looks like it's going to break soon. It's got like exposed wire and I'm like, shit. Oh, you should get some That's electrical only. tape. Yeah. Definitely should. So, what's been happening? Oh, my baby is sick. My little, my little Cocoa Puffs. My puppy. Mm. Um, I don't know. She just seems like she's not feeling very good today. She, I gave her a treat and she didn't eat it. Like, that's the first time that's... Oh, it's never happened. Never. <laughs> and, um... She's just not feeling... So she must not feel very cheese. good. She took it with her. She took the treat with her and went and laid on her bed. And then is just laying with it. Like, not eating it, Aww. not licking it, nothing. Like, it's just sitting next to her. Like, she just brought it with her to snuggle. Aww. Poor baby. So I covered her. I, I covered her up with some um, blankets and stuff. Do you have, like, weird nicknames? Like, what do you call your pets that aren't their name? Because Coco gets called so many things that aren't her name. Yeah. It's... She's got a lot of nicknames going on, this girl. Well, they all have, like, middle names. Like, my mum's cats all have, like, middle names. So it'll be, like, Minnie Moo, Roxy Roo, Luigi Lulu. Those are, those, those sound like, like, just sounds. Those aren't middle names. <laughs> it's just noises that you make after their name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It could also be seen like that, I could see. Fat boy, I call Luigi fat boy, and that's about it. That's why are you fat shaming that cat? Not fat shaming the cat. He's just a big lump, and I just want to squish him. She was called fat boy. You're so mean. And he's, I'm not mean. <laughs> Laura's brother has nicknamed fat boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Laura nicknamed her brother fat boy. See, it's, it's like that's that. mean. <laughs> 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 Coco, what's Coco's names? Go on. Coco is called, sometimes she's called Goose or Peanut, which is like normal, you know. My dad calls her Dingo because he thinks she looks like a dingo, which she right. doesn't. If you want to see a picture of Coco, she's actually on our Instagram. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, she maybe might, she yeah. does look like <laughs> a dingo. I just thought that dingoes are like, um, more tan like they look they're not so dark coco's got very dark hair yeah um yeah so, no she's got weird hair she's like dark at the top and then completely white underneath it's so yeah weird. Her, her undercoat is white like pure white it's bizarre yeah. like when you backstroke so her weird. when you backstroke her it's white yeah but she just looks like a yeah. black dog from from far away yeah. um but she's got some browns in her she's tonal she's got a lot going on she's a cutie I used to sing to her. I used to sing, I'm in love with the cocoa. I looked to her when we lived together. She's the cutest. Adopt, Aww. don't shop, guys. I really want to adopt a dog. So you bad. Should, oh, my God. My living situation. 
right now is not of perfect conditions for one. But if your work stays as, like, you work from home, you could totally get a dog. Because yeah. you would be able to train it oh, yeah. and give a lot of time to a puppy. Exactly. Or, a, or a, yeah. for those of you that don't know me, when I say puppy, I mean a dog of any age. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fur baby. <laughs> is it Father's Day there on Sunday? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, so we have the same Father's Day, but we don't have the same Mother's Day. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why. What have you got for your dad? Have you got anything special lined up for him? No. So my dad's birthday just happened. So for his birthday, yeah. he got a really expensive combo gift. Oh, okay. So he's not getting a Father's Day gift because he already got it. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. I, I find men really hard to buy for. Like, in general, I don't know what to get them at all. I... Don't like the socks option, what everyone suggests. Everyone suggests socks. Don't I would like never it. have suggested socks. Yeah. That's su- that's such a lame gift. And l- except in here's the thing though, I l- actually love socks. So you can, you you can get me socks, but that's because it's specific to my personality. But like <laughs> just for anyone, if they don't care one way or another, like about socks, I mean, that's a boring yeah. gift. I once got, so my dad's a builder, yeah? Yeah. So I remember he asked, so I always ask him, what do you want as a gift? Either for Father's Day, birthdays, Christmas, or whatever. It's normally a concoction of something that's broken for work. So one year I bought him a trowel. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's normally clothing for work. So he likes, oh, go, go to Primark and go and get me a pair of cheap jeans or... Can you get me some steel cap boots? Or it's nothing really exciting. I don't really know. This sounds so bad. I don't really know enough about him <laughs> to know what he likes. I don't know enough about my own father to get him a gift. I don't I know don't. his interests. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has interests except from beer and building. <laughs> Fair enough. So when I was younger, I feel like I always got my dad like a coffee mug because like. When my dad was working before he retired from being a bricklayer, he yeah was very similar being a builder. So mm-hmm. you get it. But anyway, so he would... That's all you got him was coffee. Milk. I would get him like thermoses, like, you know, so he could keep his coffee hot like all day. Or I would get him like... Um, yeah. It was... Or I would get him like shirts that he could wear when he wasn't at work because inevitably every shirt he owned eventually became a work shirt so yeah. we would get like yeah. it would it would always be my mom's idea my mom would always be like we need to get your dad some clothes that he can wear when he's not at work so that would be like his go-to <laughs> gift every time that any yeah. situation came up it would always be get your dad something he can wear when he's not at work because everything that he owned would eventually have like mortar stuck to it or holes in it yeah. or whatever um, yeah so and and that's always what i got him or then it would depend like cuz my dad is a very like um obsessive person i should say like he he decides he has a hobby and he's really yeah. really really into it and he'll be really into it for, you know, a few years, five years, whatever. And then he'll move on and get a new hobby because right. that's just who he is. So right now my dad's hobby is he plays the guitar. So uh-huh. he's real into that right now. So, like, the last couple of stuff I've got him, like, guitar or music-related gifts, you know. But, like, now uh-huh. that my dad is fully, like, into his retirement stage, 
um, now he likes birds. Birds. Okay. And not in the way that, like, people who are, like, birders are, like, interested in birds. Because that's, like, different. Where they, like... Birders. I'm sorry. One minute. One minute. You call them birders. Yeah, like... And not bird watchers. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, birders. Bird watchers. Whatever. Birders. <laughs> you know I work for a park system, right? Of course they're called birders. Come on. So, anyway. Uh, hilarious. So, the bird people are, like... Uh, you know, you know, they'll be like, they know what kind of bird it is, and they like know about like its habits, what sound, and, like, and what the yeah, and things like that. My dad is like not that kind of a bird person, he's like the kind of a bird person that like knows what the bird is and is mad because that's not the kind of bird that he wants, so he's trying to get rid of it because it's taking up the birdhouse and he wants a different kind of birds there. So like he's not he's not there to like observe and like be like happy that they're all like having a good time and be excited about seeing different yeah. kinds of birds. He's mad when the birds aren't the type of bird that he wants. Does okay. that make sense? And he also has like a bird yeah. feeder because he's trying to attract this one specific type of bird. What kind of bird is it? Do you know? Why are you asking me? <laughs> what the fuck would I know? I have no idea. But so he he called me one day and he said something about there's fucking insert bird name here in my bird feeder and I'm like, Ugh. okay, like there's birds at your birdhouse, cool, that's good. No, it's not good. That's not the kind of bird we need. This kind of bird and those kind of birds. And if these birds are here, then those birds won't come. And blah, blah, blah. and then he's mad at the squirrels, so we got like a pellet gun so he could scare the squirrels. And I'm like, stop shooting the fucking squirrels. He's like, it's not hurting them. And I'm like, I don't care. It's freaking out my dog because every time it makes that like noise and then my dog is like yeah. and I'm like okay don't shoot the don't shoot the squirrels while I'm here please like wait till I leave or something but he's yeah. mad at the squirrels so anyway at least your dad commits to it like at least your dad's committed to it well hobby. so now he has binoculars that's what we got him for father's day oh, and his birthday bless. was these real fancy binoculars so he could look at these birds he's like look there's a there's a what do you say like a hawk's nest or something over there on that power line way down there and I'm like Cool. 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 I'm like, that's cool. I don't care. you guys. But then back in the day, he was, like, into hunting and stuff, so you'd get him, like, camo stuff or, like, hunting-related gear or whatever, and I'm not into hunting whatsoever. Like, not even a little bit. And so he's just so, like, he's had these phases that he's gone through. Yeah. But I've always found it very difficult to purchase things for my father as well. But it's... It's yeah. not that he doesn't... But you think you're a good gifter, though, generally. You're quite a good gifter. I try to be a good gifter. You got my dad and your dad the same gift one year. I did. Because Sophie spent Christmas with my family, so she got fa- gifts for my for my family. And conveniently, she just was like, let me just get two of these, one for my dad and one for yours. <laughs> it worked out great. And it was a... It was a um... Guitar pick that says you're plucking awesome. Yeah, and it was like <laughs> engraved or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was cute. From Sophie. I think it said or whatever it was. Yeah. You're plucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was cute. That was like, that was me winning at gifts. That was me being really punny. <laughs> One of the great things I love to do. Punny, punny is and your niche. it was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> That's my niche. <laughs> love a good pun. You like a good pun, it's and you like a good little. Oh my god! <laughs> and you like a good like little like 
saying right because you love puns when my mom um, when Sophie spent Christmas with my family my mom wanted to get Sophie like a really good gift and and she wanted to be like giving her like an American experience and like a very Michigan experience which those of you from Michigan will understand the you know the Great Lakes vibe and so we went shopping at like you know one of those stores you know what I'm talking about if you're from Michigan where you just go and you get stuff that says Michigan on it not not Michigan the school, yeah. not not like going to the M Den or anything. I mean, like when you go somewhere and you just get a sweatshirt that says up north and nothing else on it, like that kind of a place, okay? And my mom finds yeah. this shirt that says Michigan Gangster on it, and and it was there couldn't have been a better gift for Sophie. I love that shirt so much, and I got a hat to match. Yes. It's punny. And it's Michigan, because, yeah. yeah, so it was cute. All that, when, when Jessica came and lived here, all that Jessica kept on describing, whenever she introduced herself or asked, like, people asked where she was from, she'd always stick her hand up. I'm from right here. I'm <laughs> from right here. And she'd point between her thumb and her That's where I'm from. Yeah. I'm from the Mitten. From the Mitten? Not from the, the Mitten Not kitten. from the UP, I'm from the Mitten. Yeah. Yeah. I am a mitten kitten. You are, you are yeah. correct. But um, I guess, I guess I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, Michigan Gangster probably doesn't make sense to people as a pun if they don't know that people from Michigan are called Michiganders. Oh, there you go. There's explained. <laughs> right? Because I, no. I thought about that later and I'm like, oh, I guess if you don't oh. know that, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? Michigan. Michigander, Michigan Gangster. I try to find as many like American cities or places on shirts as possible. Like I have so many places you've never been. I have never been to. I like a good shirt that just says a city on it. Like I've got a Chicago. super plain, plain non-hooded gray sweatshirt that just says Chicago on oh. it. You know the type. Um, yeah, yeah. That that's a shared shirt that is between us somehow. Somehow, no, it's not. I might have to steal it back. It's, it's, it's definitely a shared it's shirt. It's not a shared shirt. It's mine. You forgot it. It's no, mine. It's a shared then shirt. mine. <laughs> because, it is yours. I'm sorry but because I, like I accidentally it. left it with you when I went Therefore back. Therefore, it became mine. No, no, it's mine. <laughs> no. Actually, Sophie has quite a bit of my clothing because I accidentally left it in England when I visited, and since. We don't obviously get to go back and forth that frequently. That's how long distance people share clothes. Yes. <laughs> this is mine yeah. now. Thanks for leaving. I, br- I bring them back though. Like, do you remember the other last time I was there? I found a dress and I was like, "Oh, I think this is yours." And you're like, "Oh yeah." Oh, and bring I didn't back. even remember I had it. Like, I couldn't. Wasn't even missing it. Can you? I need you to explain to me just before we start. Like, actually, bougie. What does it mean? Okay. Uh bougie is kind of like being high maintenance kind of oh interesting like what's the exact definition of bougie hold on let me let me check so like miriam webster's dictionary says that bougie is marked by a concern for wealth possessions and respectability bourgeois oh okay like when you go to a party and like everybody orders beer and then you get a mixed drink you bougie Oh, okay. Like, you're being bougie because you, what, you're too good for Bud Light? Come on. Everyone's too good for Bud Light. It's fucking disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can I just add that in? Actually, I'm fucking like, drink real beer. What's wrong? Why do you have to have it light? I actually don't think anybody in my family drinks Bud Light anymore. My mom drinks Labatt Blue Light Lime, which if any of you haven't had it, I highly suggest it. It's like summer in a bottle. It's fantastic. Labatt Blue Light Lime. It's very good. It's hard to find at the stores sometimes, though, so search around. But I think everybody else in my family drinks like Miller Light. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would they lie? Why can't you just do a normal one? Why Why you think you're too cool, okay? This is Miller Lite. You're sitting at the lake in the fishing boat with your snacks in your Miller Lite and your bonfire. Come down. You're too good for Miller Lite? Yeah. Stop being so yeah. bougie. See? Here we are. I, when, I, when, I, when I went to America, I went to Disco's sister's house for um, a bonfire and I said, oh, I'm going to go and buy some beer. And I picked up just normal Budweiser and Jessica looked at me like, why are you buying normal one? No, it's <laughs> like, not that. You want like- no, no, no. It's not that I would say, why are you buying like Budweiser over Bud Light? It's why are you buying Budweiser? Just period. <laughs> There's a period at the end okay. of that sentence. Because I like a Bud. So does my dad. No, yeah. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> me and your dad are soulmates, I swear. I'm like. Uh, that's like, I don't know. When I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to get something to sit at the bonfire or whatever, I feel like I get something more exciting than Budweiser. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Sit it with a bud. We're not sponsored by Budweiser, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, but we... Or Labatt Blue Light Lime, which is my drink, so... (laughs) (laughs) But we wouldn't be mad if you did want to sponsor us. Um, if anybody wants to send me a case, that'd be okay, too. You know, a Budweiser is expensive in England, isn't it? Eh, four fifty for four. Four four bottles of beer for four fifty. Yeah, yeah. I you, you can't even buy a four pack of beer here. You know. Yeah. The, okay, so fun fact about alcohol in the UK: you cannot get Canadian products in England. Really? I couldn't buy a Crown Royal when I was there. Oh yeah. Because they don't they don't import Canadian products. You don't have Molson, right? You don't have nah. Labatt. You don't have... Which is strange, because don't you own Canada? Not anymore. We don't own anywhere. We're not like that anymore. It used to be us. We turned over a new leaf, and we stopped owning countries. So, okay, so I typed into Google about Canada, like about Canada being owned by England, right? Yeah. And I accidentally clicked on, like, instead of just searching all of Google, I clicked on shopping. So the first thing that came up is, so you want to move to Canada, eh? It's a book. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, anyway. So um, I don't want to shop. I want to just search Google. Damn it. Google. Um. El Google, as I like to call it sometimes. <laughs> El Google. Yeah. So, in 1982, Canada became a completely independent country. So it's not crazy that I thought you guys owned it, because it wasn't that long ago. Only in yeah. 1982. So. I told you, we turned over a new leaf. Right, so you started. We don't do that anymore. We don't, we don't do that anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they still recognize your queen, though, yeah? So Yeah, and they have, like, um, a prime minister or yeah. a president. Well, yeah, 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 I knew that. But you, 
technically I'm right, kind of, because even though it's completely independent, it's still part of the British Commonwealth, so... Mm-hmm. Technically. But see, that's the thing, is it's part of the British Commonwealth, so why don't you import Canadian goods? That's what I don't understand. Too expensive, probably. You import American goods. We're the same distance away. Yeah. I don't know. I will find out. Call the queen. I'll ask the queen. <laughs> Yo, Lizzie, what's up? What's going Yo. on? I need you to do me a favor. If I'm calling Liz up for why we can't have Canadian products, you want me to call Daddy I want to get you a visa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> oh, I'll try my best. Although, wow. he's. Good. He doesn't speak English, right so. <laughs> oh, anyway, so this week um, we decided that we're going to do something a little bit different than we normally do. Yeah. For all of you guys. Um, so. If you've listened to, like, us before, we normally, like, plan our things out and do what we've got to do. But this week we. Decided that we weren't going to tell each other what we were researching. So, I actually have no idea what Sophie is going to talk about today, and she uh-huh. has no idea what I'm going to talk about today. And that's really rare, because I'm really bad at keeping secrets, and it's felt, I felt like I wanted to talk to her about it, like, ten times already this week. So. <laughs> so, I like to look at historical things on Pinterest, as you as do. As do we all. And... <laughs> I hope you do too, guys, because... <laughs> You're in the wrong place if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So it just came up in my feed about this woman, and I had never heard of her before. And so I read about her, and now I'm going to tell you guys about her. Okay. Oh, so you've done. So it's a lady. It's a lady. I am going to tell you about the motorcycle queen of Miami. Wow. Oh, this sounds exciting. (laughs) Her name is Bessie Stringfield. And her origin story is a little complicated because, so here's what she says happened. She told everyone that she was born in Kingston, Jamaica in 1911 and was brought to New England by her biological father where she was then abandoned and adopted and then raised in Boston. However... That may or may not... It may or may not be true because there are some reports... Um, and evidence and documents and things like that that say that she was born Bessie Beatrice White to Maggie Cherry and James White, who lived in North Carolina. But then, like I said, she said that she was born in Kingston, Jamaica to a black Jamaican father and a white Dutch mother, um, the father named James Ferguson and the mother Maria Ellis. Her birth date has been publicly stated as February 1911, but also March 1911 and also March 1912. So we don't really know for sure. Yeah. So according to Social Security records, her birth date is in March of 1912 and that she was born to James White and M. It's just stated as M. Cherry. So that would be that Maggie Cherry and James White. But... They're saying that she that they were her adoptive parents, possibly, and that she actually had these other. So we don't really know um, because right. it's a little bit unclear. So uh-huh. she was born either in 1911 or 1912, and she was possibly American or possibly Jamaican-American. We're not okay. sure. But 
Either way, the popular account of what happened to her as a child was that her family migrated to Boston and that they died, and then she was adopted by an Irish woman. Again, not sure that that's true. But from all accounts, it seems like this part is true, that when she was 16 years old, she got her first motorcycle, which was a 1928 Indian Scout. And she taught herself how to ride. In 1930, when she was 19, approximately, (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) allegedly she was 19, um, she was like, you know what, I'm about to travel the United States. So she started throwing a penny onto a map and then just going wherever it landed. Oh my God, that is so cool. Yeah, so. I would so do that. Yeah, it's, I would do that. I'm like, sign me up right now. But this was back in the time before, like, the major highways were built. So she had to just travel, like, rural roads and stuff, you know? Oh, even better. And so, yeah, it's, like, more scenic. Like, think, like, that whole, like, I'm just, like, Route 66-ing it in my head. So, but, so her motorcycle would, like, break down. So she had to, like, be able to fix it and things like that and whatever. But remember that this is, like, before the civil rights movement. And this is a black woman. So she's a woman she's african-american she's driving a motorcycle and she's by herself (laughs) everything is counting against her right now like yeah i mean so it was actually pretty dangerous for her to be doing this by herself yeah but she traveled around and she ended up going to all of the continental 48 states what a woman i don't know if you if people say this in england but we call it the lower 48 because it's not alaska and Hawaii, because it's the lower 48. Oh. Okay. Have you ever heard that no, before? I don't. No. So that's I why I was just going to say that, but then I thought you would not know what I meant. So I went with no. Anyway. So, so she traveled to all of those 48 states. And during that time, she was like, when, I, when she needed a place to stay, she would try to find like a black family that would take her in and let her stay with them for the night because she could not rent a hotel room. Like no one would let her. Um, because no. she was a woman alone and she was, and she was African-American. So she would look for, um, friendly other African-American families to let her stay with them. And if she couldn't find one, she would sleep on her motorcycle at like gas stations. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Like. And uncomfortable. She would like fold up her motorcycle jacket and put it on the handlebars and then like lay down on her, on her bike. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. So to earn money during the time, you know, she would perform motorcycle tricks for like, you know, like circuses and stuff. So she would she's do like becoming the coolest person I've like ever yeah, heard about. She's cool. Like seriously. Yeah. So she um she would like do you know when they go in they're in like a cage and they like go up and around or whatever. Oh, so she would do that. Oh, it's called like the wall of death. Like the wall of is it the wall of death or the wall of something? Where it's the big hole and they've got to go round and round and round. Yeah, around, like around. where they drive up onto the walls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she would do that and yeah. do like tricks and um she would do races and things like that. But a lot of times, like, so because she's a woman, she would pretend to be a man. But then when they would, when she would take her helmet off and they realized that she was a woman, sometimes they wouldn't give her the prize money because it's unladylike and, like, not cool. So, whatever. But she was like, fuck y'all. Eventually, she, uh, it comes to, like, World War II time, you know. And so she's this, like, crazy good motorcycle rider. In her lifetime, which I should back up, like, just a smidge, but in her lifetime, she had an Indian scout as her first bike, but then she never drove anything other than Harley Davidson after that. 
and she had 27 Harleys in her mm. life. And wow. she was just like in love with riding. It was her whole life. So World War II comes around and she becomes one of the few civilian couriers for the U.S. Army. So she would drive from army base to army base delivering mm-hmm. different documents to people and serving for the yeah. U.S. military, just driving around the country on her, on her motorcycle by herself. It was, and this is like, like I said, it's like Jim Crow times. So there's segregation. There's like all this like anti African-American stuff going on. It was dangerous for her to be doing it when she would go through like the South and like all this. In her life, she ended up going eight times through all 48 states solo. She was the first African-American woman to ever go solo throughout the entire country. Yeah. On a bike. Um, and and she did it eight times in her life, and she also went through Europe, Brazil, and Haiti. Oh, so wow. she was super cool. Um, but she, like I said, like this is like Jim Crow time. There's racism going on, so she did end up having one time when she was in like a southern state. A guy in a pickup truck, like a white guy, ran her off of the road, like and knocked her off of her motorcycle, like in his pickup truck, because like people were just horrible. Dig bad. Yeah. So. She did have some some issues, but she never let it get her down. So then in 1950s, after the war is over, she moves to Miami. And Mm -hmm. um, just for, like, extra, like, money and stuff, she would also be, like, a housekeeper, you know, here and there, which was very common for for, Mm -hmm. um, people at that time. So in the 1950s, she moves to Miami, and they, the police there were, like, you're not allowed to ride a motorcycle. Like, you're a black woman. You're a woman, and you're black. Hell no. You're not riding a motorcycle in our town. It's not happening. So she actually gets a visit. Like, she's been pulled over, like, a whole bunch of times, and all the police are harassing her and stuff like that. So she goes and visits the police captain, and she's like, I am going to ride this motorcycle. This is what's happening. Like, period. (laughs) You're not telling me that I'm not. Go, go. So the police captain took her out and he put her through like a whole bunch of riding tests, like making her do like really complicated stuff with her bike. And she did not fail. Like she just was like, I'm a pro come at me. Okay. So then he was like really impressed with her. And then, so he, he was like, all right, you're good. And like granted her like a riding license. And so she was able to ride and she never had any problems with the police in Miami again after that. Nice. Cool. Yeah, and so then she became a nurse and got all qualified being a nurse and whatever. She's, like, a cool person. And then she founds the Iron Horse Motorcycle Club and then becomes, like, this big, like, really well-known, like, lady in the in the motorcycle group and, like, gets – then, like, other women, uh-huh. other women and other, like, black women and stuff get a little bit more, like, comfortable with being – you know, being women who ride motorcycles and she makes it a little bit more acceptable and stuff. Um, and she becomes a big name in the motorcycle community. And um, she's like in parades and stuff. And, you know, it's just like wow. this, this lady. And then um, she eventually gets some press from like the local, the local community. Um, and they originally called her the Negro motorcycle queen, but then they ended up changing it to the motorcycle queen of Miami. And that became her nickname. That's a cool nickname to be fair. Yeah, it is cool. And she rode her entire life up until she died when she was 82, I want to say, 81 or 82, um, which is a little rough because we don't know her actual birth date. So she was a roughly 82. <laughs> um, and she rode 
her whole life, even when she was like old and gray um, and like this little frail little lady. And she met this woman named Anne Farrar. And Anne Farrar wrote a biography about her. So you can find that. It's called Hear Me Roar, Women, Motorcycles, and the Rapture of the Road, in which Bessie Stringfield is featured. But then she also wrote a book specifically about Bessie Stringfield's and that is called Bessie Stringfield, African-American Queen of the Road. Bessie, she was married six times, so Stringfield is actually the name of her third husband that she decided to keep. In 2000, the American Motorcyclist Association, so she died in 1993, and a little bit after her death in 2000, the American Motorcyclist Association created an award for superior achievement by a female motorcyclist, and they named it the Bessie Stringfield Memorial Award. And she was inducted into the Motorcycle Hall of Fame in 2002. Wow. What a life. Yeah. And then they also, in 1990, the American Motorcyclist Association um, put her into, they did a tribute to her in their Heroes of Harley Davidson exhibition. So, and because she owned 27 Harley Davidsons. There was also in 2018, the New York Times did this thing where they did obituaries for people who had been like overlooked and they featured an, obit, an mm-hmm. obit on her. And in 2017, there was a short film released about her called Meet Bessie Stringfield, the Black Motorcycle Queen um, by Timeline. Um, and that is free, so you can find that online if you ever want to look at it. So I know I'm not going into, like, a ton of details, but um, she just well, is a cool, cool lady. I mean, she wasn't, like, I don't know. It was no, just, it was, like, like a, it was, like, a solo accomplishment. Like, she just had her own. Yeah. I mean, she made history because she was the first person to do it. But she wasn't, like, also, in this conflict. Yeah. yeah, she's just like this normal lady that was just like, I want to do this, yes. and this is where I feel free. But so she had a heart condition. It's a real life story. Yeah, it's like good, like. Yeah, exactly. So she had this heart condition, and so her doctors told her that she needed to stop riding, and she was like, "If I stop riding, I'm gonna die." So she rode up until the end of her life. What a lady! Yeah, but that's she Bessie Stringfield, like a cool person. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, you can find um, pictures of her online, and um, the a- Anne Farrar, the woman who wrote the biography about her, she met her three years before she died, and they were friends um, for those three years, and Bessie gave her permission to write a biography about her. Uh-huh. Yeah, but she looks cool. I'll put a picture um, up when we put stuff on Instagram. I'll put a picture up because Bessie, like, is a badass standing next to her. I'll show you. Here, look, so... Oh, super badass. Look at that. Yeah, wow. she's cool. So we'll put a picture of her up wow. on Instagram as well. So the person I'm going to tell you about is Boudica. Who? <laughs> Boudica. Who's Boudica? Boudica is a Celtic lady and she has a sort of link with the town that we met each other in. Okay. In Colchester? So, just that, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, Boudica. Or she's also called Bodicea. She's got a Celtic name, which actually means victory. And the special thing about Boudica is that she held a revolt against the Roman invasion okay. in the UK. So, 
I'm going to paint the picture of her. She's She was a, a queen of Norfolk at the time. So when all the little towns were like separated, mm -hmm. she sort of owned a lot of land, her and her husband. And um, she was quite a fierce woman. She ruled alongside her husband, whose name I actually can't pronounce, so we're just going to call him Hubby for the purposes of this. Boadicea. Okay, that okay. Bodicea sounds familiar to me, so that like makes sense. I'm gonna look up her husband because I am curious. Prasitagus. Are you with me? Prasitagus. <laughs> her husband, Prasitagus. Okay. Yeah. So, hubby. Um, hubby. That works for us. Hubby. Hubby. Hubby works for us. <laughs> okay. Um, as I said, she's actually. Uh, Around the world, she's quite famous. Yeah, I know Bodicea. I didn't know her name was also Bodica or Budica. Budica, sorry. Budica. Yeah. So, particularly where I live, yeah. or in Essex, we're taught about this when we're, like, quite small. Yeah. That this woman and what she's done, and it's sort of our link to history sort of thing. Because she's named all these different things, and back when it was 60 AD... Okay. 50 AD. Jesus Christ, that's a really long time ago. Yeah, a really long time ago. And obviously there was not a lot of paperwork to prove what your name was. You didn't get like a fast forward thing. But obviously there's just not a lot of paperwork. I mean, it really took forever. They had to like etch it into fucking stone for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> She's described in many manuscripts, or at the time, stone. She mentioned as a tall, uh, as tall woman with tawny hair and that hang hung below her waist, and she had a harsh and piercing glare. So she's a hawk. And uh, yeah, and like a redhead, like she's really like. It, I don't know why, but brave comes to mind. She's very feisty. Yeah, fiery and. So he also wrote that she wore a lot of jewelry. And she, she always was in colourful clothing. And a thick cloak, that's her favourite cloak, that was fastened by a big, huge brooch with her family. Not to interrupt you for, like, the hundredth time at the beginning of your story, but, like, wouldn't you always just kind of, like, want, like, a nice cloak? Oh, always. Uh, did you see that? Did you see that cloak that my mum got married in? Yeah. That huge cloak. Yeah. And it was, like, fur on the inside and then white on the outside. I just feel like oh. I would so feel like very like um, Little Red Riding Hood or like uh, Beauty and the Beast, like with just like a, yeah. like a long riding cloak. I don't know. Boudicca's husband was the king of Iceni, basically ruled over Norfolk, what is now Norfolk, and a little bit into Suffolk and a little bit of like east coast of England. About two or three hours from London, if you don't know where that is. <laughs> Um, in Essex and on the east coast of England, basically, she was a mama to two daughters. So, set in the scene, unmanned roads in Britain before the Romans. Romans discovered the roads, the roads are just mud. That's, it's just a line of mud, mud, dirt, gross. Um, a lot of their tribes, not like villages or anything, they're tribes of people mm -hmm. in different settlements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, along came the Romans. Go, we want that for like the fifth time, sixth time. Ever, they're like, for God's sake, England, like, I just want you. That's what <laughs> Romans like. You are mine. We want to own you. They got their way. Okay? But, as mentioned, Boudicca, what's that? Fuck this, mate. I'm not here for it. 
<laughs> the Romans started to invade the east of England, slowly moving up from London, all like and stretching all the way to the top, basically to Norfolk. Mm-hmm. At that time, when they ruled Norfolk, her and her hubby made a deal with them, saying, "We still want to be king queen of Norfolk, and whatever." They're like, "No, you can stay out of here." And they made a deal with them and said, that's fine, but you can be an ally of the Roman Empire. Okay. That was okay for a few years. And then her husband died. So this is where the shit hit the fan, basically. Okay. He asked in his, like, last will and testament that his land would be separated to his two daughters. And Boudicca would remain queen. He died of old age, apparently. But old age was, like, 38 then. Like... (laughs) It wasn't very old at all. Okay. Right? So he wanted to his land divided into two, like for his two daughters and Boudicca to remain queen of Iceni. And the Romans were like, nah, mate, not happening. Mm-hmm. Mainly because you haven't got a son. So a woman couldn't rule on her own. Okay. At that time. Of course. It's such bullshit. So it is such bullshit. Ugh, man. The Romans started to take their land and then they actually flogged captured and flogged and raped Boudicca and her two daughters ew ugh yeah she started she was like having none of this obviously mm-hmm. and at a woman at the time to be like fierce as she was was an achievement she was like she she was taking no shit she was un. Yeah, she was taking no shit, and she was understandably angry for what they'd done to the to her and the to daughters her and her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of her most famous quotes was, "Nothing is safe from Roman pride and arrogance. They will def- deface the sacred and deflower our virgins, win the battle or perish. This is what I want, and a woman will do." Ooh, badass! Badass. And we move on to the battles. What happened? So, unlike most of the women in the time, Boudicca was trained as a warrior. She specialised in swordsmanship and spearmanship. So she was like a fire. Okay. A proper fire. Mm-hmm. And she plotted to overthrow the Romans while their backs were turned, basically. Um, they were concentrating on conquering Wales at the time of her revolt. Mm-hmm. So Wales is on the west side of the country and obviously Boudicca's on the east. So she thought she wanted to gather as many tribes as she can all against the Romans because... She shared her story, what they'd done to her, what they'd done to her family, and they also there's there was other like sort of similar things yeah. that happened yeah. in surrounding areas and across the country. So they all got a plot in, and together they came to about ten thousand men and women um, that were gathered, and they highly outnumbered the Romans. Good at the time. Um, so the odds were really on her side. So she moved from Norfolk all the way down to Suffolk and then into Essex. She gathered people and she had tiny little dealings with them, but nothing major. So she just slaughtered them, basically. She slaughtered all the women she saw. She was having none of it. She's like, bye. <laughs> so one of the biggest Roman cities was Colchester. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Fun fact, oldest, oldest, uh, still in existence, oldest town in England. In England, yes. And it used to be 
at that time, it was the capital oh, yeah. of England. Mm. But as the revolt moved south, it hit Colchester and it was hit brutally. It held the most Roman veterans in the whole of the country. So when she hit it, basically, she went on a slaughter, like she just slaughtered everyone. Everything and anything, she just wiped the town out. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. No one was safe at all. She hated the Romans so much, she basically was like, get out of England or die. Period. <laughs> yeah. Bitches. and so they carried on moving south but they got like the romans had heard by this point as she was obviously descending into london and st albans so the romans had started to hear about the revolt Uh, they gathered a set of soldiers called the ninth legion which were meant to be the best warriors and like the best soldiers for the roman Mm -hmm. empire she knew they were coming and she wiped them clean out (laughs) So these people who are supposed to be the best people ever go up to this woman, like, scorn. Woman scorn. Yeah. Beware. And she's just like, yeah. no, I don't think so. She angry. And kicked, See you later. kicked him off, like, dirt on her yeah. shoe. Literally. And it was actually, it was called the disappearance of the Ninth Legion, that battle. Ooh. And she moved down to London and St. Albans and done as much as she can, like, destroying as many Romans as she could to get... The, make them flee out of the country. Obviously, the Romans lost their Ninth Legion and they thought they had to put this to bed. Like, she can't be doing this. She, We want out. Like, the Romans wanted the country back. Mm-hmm. But then she met this guy, this Roman, that went up against her. He was called Paulinus. And he devised a plan to win a battle. He devised a strategy to get all of her warriors inside a valley. And it happened in between London and Essex. It's like, we don't know what it's disclosed as now, but it was apparently there's a valley there. So they planned an attack that they would basically shoot spears into the hole, into the valley. So the uh, Romans were around mm-hmm. the hole and they captured the um, Celtic and tribe people from Boudicca's army. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. And after they'd done that and they killed, they wiped out a few of her men, they then also charged at them in a wedge shape, like a piece of shape, Mm -hmm. into the crowd, which basically is the best way to disperse and confuse people. Okay. Because of this and their strong strategy, they wiped out basically her army. But Boudicca was not, did not die in battle. We think, well, it's been said that she actually ran away to an avoided capture and she died by poisoning herself, committing suicide, so that she wouldn't have to put up with the Romans, like, having that defeat okay. against her. Uh-huh. But the site of the battle, of that way, is, is not, and Boudicca's death are still, un- well, it's unknown. I don't know when she died or whatever. But as I mentioned... That's the legend, though. Yeah, that's the legend. And she is such, like, in history books, she's so well mentioned. Yeah, she's an interesting lady that decided that she won't have no shit. Well, good for her. It's interesting that I wonder if she really did kill herself or if they poisoned her. She just... Yeah. Interesting. That's the thing. You don't know her, do we? It was so long ago as well. I can't ask someone. 
<laughs> hey, Grandma, do you remember 50 AD? <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> so I want to talk about a little bit of culture today. So as you mentioned, it's the oldest, like, town yeah. in England. And the link, obviously, where we met each other. They have a really cool castle oh. there. You guys should go. Um, so, yes. Did you ever go inside? This is what my question to you is. Yes, I did. I toured the castle. I went down into the... Um, the dungeons, mm-hmm. ooh, mate, it's like um, the air is heavy. Like, I don't know if they found a way to do that on purpose, but, it like, the air is heavy down there. Like, it feels like bad stuff happened there. Like, you can feel it in your bones mm-hmm. in the dungeons. Um, but it was cool. that They've got, like, artifacts in there. It's like a museum. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I haven't been since I was about eight. So I think one day I might have to go and... You haven't been since you were eight. Not inside, no. Obviously, I've been to Castle Park. Yeah, the, yeah. the park, of course, because everybody goes to the park for, like, other stuff. But I, yeah, I went into the castle when I was there. That was mm-hmm. when I first moved there, and I didn't have any friends yet. So for those of you that don't know, I moved to England, and I didn't know anybody there, which was actually fun and a good idea. So I moved there. I didn't know a single person. And before I met Sophie or anybody else... I wandered around the town a little bit on my own, and that's when I went to the museum, kind of just trying to get to know stuff. So I did a lot of things solo. Mm -hmm. Um, And for people who are afraid of doing things solo, I suggest it. It's very liberating. Yeah. Definitely. Everybody, go and have dinner alone. Like, go take yourself to dinner, because that's one of the, like, most underrated things, I swear to God. I took a book. And I went and I had myself this fancy dinner and I ordered like stuff that was a little bit more expensive than I would have normally and got like a nice glass of wine and, and I even got myself dessert and whatever. And I just treated myself to this just lovely dinner where I sat there and I read my book and I ate in peace and like enjoyed my evening. It's so underrated. I swear, everybody, please take yourself to dinner. It's nice. I've never done that. Oh, it's it's Just really lovely. It. I think a lot of people are, like, nervous about, like, sitting at a table by themselves or, like, feeling weird about being alone, like, other people are judging you, but, like... Yeah. Fuck other people. Yeah. Do it for you, honey. Bit of self-care. Mm-hmm. What else were you going to say about Colchester? I, I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say about that it's a bit shitty and constantly reminded that it was a Roman town. That's basically all I was going to say. It was like... Um, because of the walls cool, and stuff. It's a cool town. It's, like, not the most well-cleaned, <laughs> I should say. Like, um, like I think that the history of Colchester is interesting. And, like, you can see the walls, like, all around town. Like, the, the old mm-hmm. um, stone walls and stuff. And, and the old, mm-hmm. like, gravestones and the old churches and stuff. And it is a cool historical town in that way but it could use power wash like the whole entire thing yeah you know what i mean definitely and like if they could clean up the alleys dog shit alley and fucking litter box alley and fucking uh (laughs) (laughs) the crisp wrapper alley that's that's what colchester looks like right now also can we talk about the leaves please let's can we talk about the leaves I lived in England for a while, and the entire time I lived there, so 
Uh, the weather is it's fall all year long, right? Basically, it doesn't get hot, it doesn't get cold, it's just medium all the time. It does get hot, it does get cold. It doesn't like really snow in the winter time, and it doesn't get cold yeah. enough, like cold enough. And then in the summertime, it doesn't get high hot enough for it to be like swimming Excuse weather me. lovely. It has been storm. like twenty eight for like four days. It's been warm. Sure. So anyway, that's warm enough for me. <laughs> But for whatever fucking reason, the leaves fall off the trees in fall or in autumn, sorry, in autumn, and no one picks them up. No one picks them up. The leaves just stay there all year long. So, like, it would be January or June. Let's say it's June. And I'm walking down the street where I live and I'm stepping on just, like, wet, moldy leaves that have been there for eight months. Yeah. It's... We don't eat but we don't care about it. It's ridiculous. I don't understand. Like, pick them up. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. So, it could use a scrubbing. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're right. It could do. But we just don't deal with that. It's not a thing here. No offense to Colchester. No. No no offense. offense. No offense to Colchester. It sounds so silly. So, how long have we been friends? Like, four years? Five? Come up to five? No. Come up to four. Four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. We quite solidly like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. We were instantly I still best have, friends. I still have a little panic attack that something like when I actually meet, like when I come over to America or you come here, that you won't like me. <laughs> I still have a little bit of a fear of that. Like what? Like it's 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 so stupid. Like that I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. What the like, fuck? Like that. Because we live our life online, like and we're so we separate from each other. Yeah, yeah, I find that, like, when you're like in my space for that amount of time, like sometimes I think, oh, she might have just got off me, or like she doesn't actually <laughs> want to be my friend. Oh my god! Oh my god! I had no idea yeah. that you felt this way. Um, yeah. I promise you, I I love you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, well and I mean uh, we lived together when like briefly when we were when I was living in England yeah I think that really solidified her we have really like we know each other very very well yeah the way that you know people because you've lived with them and then yeah then I we have... share the same toilet we know <laughs> <laughs> and then I have an autoimmune disease where I was in the hospital for like three months and yeah. I was paralyzed from the waist down. And Sophie, I was originally hospitalized in England. And I was in the hospital in England for about a month before, like, being transferred back to uh-huh. America. And Sophie came to the hospital every single day. And she did things for me that nobody should ever have to do for their friend. Like, <laughs> so, trust me. Like, I am not going to go off you. Like, you're you're in it for the long haul, babe. <laughs> this is it. Good. Get a little bit scared. Because I that... owe you. I owe you because... No, you, you don't owe me anything. You've seen parts of me that people I've slept with haven't seen. That's true. <laughs> just... I can't deny that. <laughs> yeah. There's been some some weird things that Moments. have occurred um, between yeah. living together and taking being a caretaker of someone, taking care of somebody. Yeah. You you learn some shit. So um, yeah. also like if you've ever seen Sophie high, like that really teaches you a lot about a person. <laughs> you can't say that. Why it's not? Illegal here. That's okay. She did it when she was in America. <laughs> 
it was legal when she did it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but Sophie is a, <laughs> she's fun, okay? We're not, our, our, I can't believe that you think that I'm not going to like you. What is wrong? I promise I'm not going to stop liking you. I've tried to put that one to bed, but I still think about it a lot. So <laughs> I'll put it to, I'll try to like reassure myself. Yeah. You talk <laughs> to me more than you talk to the people that live down the street from you. What are you talking about? I talk to you more than I talk to the people that I live with. <laughs> <laughs> that I live downstairs. So anyway, uh, Thanks for stopping by with us, you guys, and let us know if yes, you're okay you. with this format. We just thought we'd change it up a little bit and surprise each other with our topics. Um, yeah. We're not sure if we're going to do that all the time. Maybe we'll just do it sometimes, but we'll, we'll, we'll play around with it. So I had fun doing it like this, to be honest. I think it was quite good. Like I thought that worked out quite well. Yeah. Our socials, you know the drill now, guys. We, if you have been listening before, if you're a new listener, we have Instagram which is Fudging the Facts. We have Facebook, which is Fudging the Facts podcast. We have our own website, which is www.fudgingthefacts.com. You can come link us. We've got an email. We've got a Twitter. Uh, We're... Your rec- yep. Oh, I was going to say that next. Oh, I'm sorry. No, people <laughs> like us on Twitter. So uh, we don't... Oh, yeah. We don't have the strongest of followings yet on Instagram, but people like no. us on Twitter. Sophie's Sophie's like really into Twitter. Like she knows what she's doing. She's got like more than one person. Like she's got a personal account, and then she's got like account that's just for like music that like famous people follow because she's crazy. Yeah. And then like now we I have that. Yeah. So I have I have a personal account and I have a music account. Um, you can go follow them if you want. <laughs> if you but, if you can find them. Yeah, if you can find them. Good idea. All right, you guys, um, we will um, speak to you again later, soon, next, soon. next week. Right, goodbye. Bye. Keep safe, everybody. Keep inside. I know it's a thing still. Bye. Bye.